It is a violent place where many people are raped and murdered. We lived in Kakuma camp for eight years. We looked for resettlement and prayed to God for help every day. The year is 2006 and Martin and his family are fleeing their country. They are just one of the many families risking their lives in hope for another chance. They had to flee their homes, see their family members killed and face so many other tragedies. Today, we'll get a glimpse into Martin's journey to Australia. Mother, where are the children? Why aren't they with you? We have to go now. You are hearing the voice of a very anxious Martin, caring for his family in the midst of war. They have no idea where to go or who will come after them. His wife approaches him. Tears fill her eyes. Shh! I hear Jasmine. Quiet now. We haven't got much time. Martin and his family are from Euro, a place in South Sudan facing much violence and the phase 5 of the IPC. A brief background of Martin was that both of his parents died and his uncle took him in. When he was 18, his uncle died in the war. After the death of his uncle, the war made its way close to Martin's home. Due to the chance of being caught in the midst of it all, all of his family fled to Kenya. I've got a friend who has a truck that can take us to Kenya. It will be far, but it is our only hope. Soon after, they left in the truck, that then they were ambushed by government officials. Stated by Martin, the hand of God spared us tonight. We have to walk the rest of the way to Kenya. Luckily, we can join with others who, who are going as well. See, Martha, after a few weeks, close to 500 others have joined together. Things don't look so good just off of numbers. Many on the trip were to die. It was a journey that could lasted close to four, five weeks. Martin and his wife had little food and they had to carry their two children. Martha, what food have we left? None? I'll go as around and see if people will give us some. Poor Elijah looks like he needs some bread. <laughs> On their trip, the refugees had some protection. A group of armed soldiers escorted them along the way to protect them from land and air attacks off the rebels. There were deaths due to some of the attacks, however, even more died from illness or starvation. Luckily, Martin and his family were in good condition and kept safe. Along the way, there were small villages where the refugees would wait. Here, the UN would drop food and the, red, the ill would rest until they were recovered. Once, once arrived in Kenya, Martin and his family waited three weeks at Lokichokyo so that the UN could register for them their ration cards. And now we'll give you Martin talking live. That is part of my story and it reflects much more of the same problems many of who I know are going through. Most of my country is facing this turmoil. It is so sad. Even the conditions in Kakuma where we were relocated after Lokichokyo were bad. This was a new home for eight years. Not what I expected and not what my family wanted. The weather was hot and dry. Violence had always chased us and now it was with us in Kakuma. I told my family to pray every day for help. That one, that one day we might get to the US or Europe. Then it came. We were given visas to go to Australia. A place I had never heard of before. But it was very nice. The sanctuary ordered for our air fees and settlement relocations. They brought us to Dorigo and I'm currently living with my family, which increased to eight now after I had four more children. 
That is the story of Martin McCure and how wonderful it is to see a glimpse of hope some of these refugees are experiencing. That is it for today. Tune in next week for our last episode on the show where we discuss the area of outside help in South Sudan.